This is the Michigan Travel Show. I'm Dave Lorenz. This week with guest host Trevor Dukach from Traverse City Tourism. Michigan football fans were traded to an extended season this year to the surprise of some. And you might be surprised to hear how important sporting events are to fans who attend the games and to communities which host them. Today, we'll hear about some other big sporting events coming to Michigan this year, including the NFL draft, golf tournaments, and a huge equestrian festival. More than a few sports metaphors are sure to follow next on the Michigan Travel Show. Welcome to the Michigan Travel Show. I'm Dave Lorenz, and this week, joined by special guest host, Trevor Takach. Trevor, thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure. Always good to have you here. And on today's program, we're going to talk about sporting events. And, of course, there's been so much talk about uh, sporting events in Michigan recently. We saw the Lions have such a great season this past year. Of course, I live and die by the Tigers, I have to tell you that. <laughs> And I think it's going to be a great season, to tell you the truth. So we'll see. But there are so many other sporting events and things that we can do sporting-wise around the state. So we're going to talk about some of them on today's program. And where are we going to start out, Trevor? Well, we're going right to the source. Uh, a good friend of of tourism and of all things great with sports, be it uh, you know professional, collegiate, amateur it drives so much for our economy and mike price who is now the chief sales officer for destination ann arbor he is also the president of michigan sports commission and he truly is a guru of all things happening throughout our state when it comes to sports and being a guy living in ann arbor and and working there mike are you still riding a high from U of M's football season? Mm. It seems to be apropos in this moment to talk about that first. Well, Dave and Trevor, it's uh, wonderful to be with you today. So thanks for having me. And uh, I can assure you that uh, everybody down here in the southeastern Michigan uh, uh, quadrant is uh, still riding a nice high uh, uh, after that championship. Uh, uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to see what's happened um, uh, with that championship. And as you both know, um, sport is so much the fabric of many of our communities. And you see that in the passion and the excitement and the energy that comes along with it not just at the collegiate level, like what happened with Michigan's championship in football, but, you know, at the amateur side and the youth level of things, um, our state is an incredible, incredible, uh, incredibly passionate um, uh, space for, for youth, amateur, and collegiate activities as it relates to sports. So it, it's been fun to see um, uh, that championship, but then also just the excitement across uh, all of our sport uh, avenues here in the state. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I can't believe I, I didn't mention U of M and that football season, uh, going into the intro of the program, being a Wolverines fan myself. But, you know, we're going to talk to Detroit folks a little bit. But I saw a number um, that um, somebody posted online. Something like $20 million came into the community for each of those playoff games in Detroit, which is 
exceptional. I mean, that's that's huge. But, Mike, I know the Michigan Sports Commission is very much involved in bringing sports events uh, into various communities around the state. Tell us about the group. Yeah, so we've got about uh, 20 of our destinations across the state of Michigan that um, uh, really partner and collaborate to elevate and raise the profile of Michigan as a sport destination. And we're mostly focused on that amateur uh, itinerant, um, itinerant being events that uh, you bid on and move from uh, location to location. So these events that need somebody to um, go out and actually uh, physically work to bring those events into a community. So we all partner to raise uh, that profile across the state of Michigan and bring these events in both nationally and internationally. And those communities really uh, range in, in size and um, involvement from, you know, we've got the Detroit's Grand Rapids, Lansing and Ann Arbor's in, um, uh, Kalamazoo's and South Haven's and of course Traverse City. And um, we've got the Great Lakes Sports Commission that represents uh, some of the Upper Peninsula and Northern Michigan areas as well. And Hollins and you name it, uh, anybody that has an opportunity to engage and activate in the sports space, uh, whether it be the traditional sport that you think of with maybe basketball and hockey and, you know, volleyball or even some of the non-traditional outdoor activities, uh, you know, maybe the racing and the cross country uh, or even uh, Quidditch. If you all remember Quidditch <laughs> from the Harry Potter movies, that's an organized sport that people activate. So anything you can put your mind to that's a, a sport or an activity uh, our organization really tries to set the base that Michigan is where you need to come to compete and play. And, of course, uh, with that, uh, hopefully they bring their dollars to, to leave into our, our communities and, and uh, create some great economic benefit. I, I think I saw a study that, that your group put together um, a while ago, and it was something like $300 million plus each year because of uh, these types of sporting events. Anything in particular you want to mention uh, uh, some of the sporting events coming to Michigan uh, this year? Yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible uh, year. Of course, I know you'll have uh, some of our friends from Detroit in a little bit to talk about the the draft and some of the things happening around there. Right now, a lot of our destinations are working very hard. Uh, 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 coming up here later in February, there's a deadline. Uh, every couple of years, the NCAA opens up their bid portal and allows uh, destinations to partner with universities to put in bids. And Michigan is always well represented in that space. Um, we put in hundreds of bids to host national championship events, uh, everything from you know, Detroit hosting uh, and bidding on some of the, the NCAA hockey championships and uh, cross-country championships and track and field championships and some of our other destinations, even down to, to the bowling championships and, and regional championships. So a lot of our communities are efforting in that space. And, you know, one that um, I know is close to, to Trevor's heart, I was actually on with one of his teammates, Mickey, uh, the other day chatting about a collaboration that they've worked together on. Um, with the Great Lakes Sports Commission, Trevor City Tourism, um, to go after a U.S. curling event, uh, a, a U.S. curling doubles national event, event, I believe, which will be taking place in a new curling center uh, up in the Traverse City area. So congratulations, Trevor, on that as well. Yeah, it's exciting uh, when we get an opportunity to open up those new facilities and see all this new opportunity. It's not just about the facility itself and what activates in that space. It's all the economic and community support and activity that comes with it. And, and thank you and we appreciate the support of the commission in, in making all these things happen well this this whole group the michigan sports commission they do such a great job to bring these events and uh, if you want to learn more about uh, the events that they're bringing uh, to the state and um, and all the things that they do go to this website it is misportscommission.org and we want to thank mike price for being with us today if you want to find out what's happening in ann arbor as well go to ann arbor dot org. 
We are going to find out what's happening with that NFL draft next on the Michigan Travel Show. It's the Michigan Travel Show. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with special guest host Trevor Takach from Traverse City Tourism. And Trevor, you know the importance of sports and sporting events in the Traverse City area. You have the the pit spitters and so many other <laughs> cool things in the Traverse City area. And, of course, I know you know the importance in the Detroit area as well. Well, sports helps to drive economic impact throughout our state, throughout the year. And Detroit is the poster child for this type of work. And I've, we've got our good friend, Chris Moyer from visit Detroit on the line today. He's the senior director of communications and truly a good friend of mine. And, and we have the pleasure of talking about all of these wonderful activities uh, all the time, but what a great, great pleasure it is to share this with the rest of the world. We're coming off an amazing lion season, mm. one that we've all been dreaming of for years and years. Chris, what does it feel like, to live in Detroit in a time when we finally are on the winning streak, and then to, on, we are about to celebrate all of the NFL here with the draft on April 25th through the 27th. What does this feel like for you? Well, Trevor, it is so great to talk to you. It's great to talk to you, Dave. I, I, I feel exactly the same way. It's like I'm talking to two friends here about all the good things that are happening in Detroit and through the, throughout the state of Michigan from a sporting perspective. This season, uh, which which ended a little prematurely from our perspective, uh, but but was a tremendous example of what how sports can bring people together, how sports can inspire a community. Uh, the last few weeks of the playoff run, when we won a, uh, we hosted and won two playoff games, uh, even the game out in San Francisco in uh, for the NFC Championship. It just brought so many people together. Uh, walking around the streets of Detroit, if you were an alliance here, people would roll their windows down, and, and they're still doing it you know, weeks and months later. Go, go Lions. Um, I feel like it, it provided a shot in the arm to a city and a region that was already trending in, in the right direction. And I, I truly believe that if we can – we can believe in 53 guys playing football. We, we certainly have a lot to believe in ourselves as well. That's true. Um, well, you know, as somebody who never gave up on the Lions but never really expected much at the same time, this this was quite the season. And, 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 and now the NFL draft is coming to Detroit. And, and, you know, you've been preparing for this, Visit Detroit has been, for a long time. We've been seeing, you know, all the signs. We've been hearing about it. What should we expect uh, when the NFL draft comes to Detroit? Well, there, the NFL draft is the second biggest event that the NFL puts on behind only the Super Bowl, which a billion people around the world watch. Uh, but the draft actually attracts more people in person. And... This event, April 25th through the 27th, it's a free event. And I want to repeat that it is a free event for everybody. Uh, this is going to be the ultimate fan festival for Detroiters, for Metro Detroiters, for Michiganders, 
Uh, we've got 83 counties. Most of them are pro-Lion, but I know we've got a few counties in the Upper Peninsula that support the Packers. Hmm. We've got a few counties in southwest Michigan that maybe gravitate towards the Bears. This is an event for all 32 teams. On, on April 25th at 8 o'clock, everybody in the NFL is on equal footing, getting ready to try to make their team better for the next season. And that provides a, a huge amount of excitement. What's going to happen? What is my team going to do? Are we going to get that linebacker? Are we going to get that quarterback? And in addition to the football intrigue, it's really a festival and a party. And there's nobody that throws a better party than the city of Detroit. That's true. Well, and you know, I've watched the draft on TV just to see who the Lions are going to get, frankly. It's the only reason I've ever watched. But, you know, this party aspect is going to be totally different. Um, and I, I'm going to show up just to see see what's happening there. What's going to be on the streets? Uh, what are some of those free events that, that people can look forward to? Absolutely. This is, this is going to be an event where downtown in-campus marshes, all the way to the river, that's the NFL draft viewing stage and then the NFL experience. That area, uh, you're going to have things like punt, pass, and catch, see the Lombardi Trophy, experience, there'll be concerts on the river at Hart Plaza, uh, great food and, and drink options within the NFL uh, experience zone and then getting to see the, the draft in campus marshes is going to be exceptional. But Detroit knows that we're expecting hundreds of thousands of people to show up, and we've got to expand the party outside of that downtown corridor. So whether you're on the near west side in Corktown or you move over into Greektown and Eastern Market, the nearby parks from Grand Circus Park to Beacon Park and Cadillac Square, there's going to be events and activations, great food trucks, great things for the family to do, music uh, and entertainment, and of course the ability to watch the draft on big screens surrounded by thousands and tens of thousands of other people if you want to move in and out of the NFL draft footprint. We're talking to Chris Moyer, Senior Director of Communications with Visit Detroit. Uh, and, of course, the NFL draft is coming to Detroit April 25th through the 27th. And uh, for information, uh, I'm guessing uh, there's going to be information at visitdetroit.com. And I know I'm going to be really looking forward to that big event, Chris. And there are some other really cool things happening to Detroit or, or coming to Detroit, like, uh, of course, opening day for the Tigers is coming up this year. Is it April 5th? Friday, April 5th. And and that that's going to be the the kickoff to the the high sporting season because obviously just 20 days later we'll host the draft for, for three days that that wonderful free event but opening day is always a a festival like atmosphere 40,000 people go to a baseball game and 100,000 other people show up and and enjoy enjoy being in downtown Detroit for for a day Chris have they declared opening day for the Tigers uh, an official state holiday yet? Because yeah. I feel like this needs to happen. <laughs> should be. <laughs> should be. It should be, a, it should be an official state holiday. Uh, I don't think I've seen that official proclamation, but I know, a, I, I, you know, I know just about everybody uh, treats it like that. 
I, I have to tell you, I've enjoyed that so much. I, I hope to be there again this year. Now, um, I know the NCAA has been in Detroit area a lot uh, lately. You have some more NCAA action coming to Detroit pretty soon as well. That's right. Uh, just at the end of March, just a week before opening day, uh, Little Caesars Arena will be hosting the two Sweet 16 games of the NCAA men's basketball tournament and an Elite Eight regional final. So uh, there is no shortage of great sporting events happening in Detroit this spring. Obviously, the, the Red Wings are on a good run. Uh, you know, there's still time to see the Pistons as they shape and become the team that they're going to be. But, uh, you know, the NCAA getting ready for the 2027 Final Four that's going to be in Detroit is, is coming a few years before to, to show off the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Well, I don't think there's any city I can think of that hosts a sporting event as well as Detroit. And I, I really mean that. Um, I've been to sporting events, many cities around the country, really. Uh, and to think that there were so many really exceptional venues right downtown Detroit with Little Caesars, with Comerica Park, with Ford Field, right there hosting these big events. And there's, it's, it's such a walkable environment. It is just an exceptional place to see excellent sporting events. And, of course, with the NFL draft coming to Detroit April 25th through the 27th, as Chris talked about, with all those special events from Campus Martius all the way down to the river, basically, there are going to be some really great things happening. So make sure to pay attention to all of it, to learn more, and to take part in it. Go for information to visit Detroit.com. We want to thank Chris Moyer, the Senior Director of Communications with Visit Detroit, for being with us today. We're going to continue to talk about some other really great sporting type events and give you some ideas of things you can both go to see and participate in in the world of golf next right here on the Michigan Travel Show. It's the Michigan Travel Show. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with special guest host Trevor Tkach from Traverse City Tourism. And Trevor, of course, you know, especially being in the Traverse City area where there is exceptional golfing uh, all over the place, it seems like, that uh, golfing in Michigan is one of those things that, uh, boy, we can be really proud of. Not only you know, as something that we participate in, but we have a lot of really great golfing events. And uh, it's a really a, a special thing for us, something that you can do when you're young all the way to, you know, my age. <laughs> so it really is. It's it's a it's a, a great thing to do and a great sporting event, really important for the state of Michigan. It is. I think we've got more than 600 public courses and many of those beauties are up in the Traverse City area. So we, we cherish uh, the passion for golf. And honestly, during the pandemic, even more people fell in love or back in loving. So we're seeing a more diverse audience uh, of families and, and more women getting involved in golf. And someone who probably knows more about this than anyone in the state, uh, Kevin Frisch is with us, our resident golf expert. And he's going to tell us more about all the great things happening in the golf world here in Michigan. Hi, Trevor and Dave. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, golf is uh, golf is on our minds, and we're ready for an exciting season. We've got some new golf projects uh, 
coming online this summer and some great events coming back to Michigan. Well, golf is uh, on uh, your mind, I know, year-round. It's on a lot of people's minds year-round, actually, even though, as we all know, in Michigan, uh, the wintertime is not the best time of the year to go golfing here. But it is interesting that uh, there are places in Michigan where you can actually uh, get your uh, golf game uh, going even in wintertime. But uh, besides that, uh, man, we have some great public golf courses all throughout the state of Michigan. We do. Michigan's always been one of the top states in the country for, you know, the number of public golf courses, you know, the resort destinations up in northern Michigan and in the Upper Peninsula. I mean, they've always called it the America's Summer Golf Capital for a reason, right, Dave? Yeah, it's true. Um, well, you know, you and I have uh, occasionally gotten out there, and you've shown me what an excellent uh, player you are. Uh, I wish I even came close to uh, the skill level that you have. Uh, but, uh, you know, for so many people like me, we're just looking to get out there and just have fun. Uh, can you give us some ideas of some of the courses that you'd recommend just for the average player who just wants to get out there and have a good time um, and uh, kind of an affordable a time where you can just have fun. Yeah, you know, there's some great properties around the state. You know, Go Lake, you know, over near Kalamazoo, you know, they've got five golf courses, and, you know, it's been around since the uh, the 60s. And, uh, you know, their golf courses are fun and playable for everybody, and they're affordable. Um, you get around the Grand Rapids area with, like, the Mines and Diamond Springs. Those are, those are fun golf courses as well. And then, you know, you get up to northern Michigan, and, you know, there's courses, you know, the resorts, you know, even have fun courses, you know, for the average player to play. If you, you know, Boyne Mountain with the Alpine course is a fun mm-hmm. course for all levels of players. Or you go over to Treetops and the Tradition course, you know, which has been undergoing some renovations the past couple of years, um, kind of taking trees out and opening up sight lines. So that's fun. And they've got wide fairways and big greens. And, you know, those are all fun. And, you know, one of the exciting things that's happening this summer in for people of all <clears throat> levels, excuse me, um, Boyne is opening up a new short course. Oh, that's um, right. I did hear the, that. At the Highlands. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dune Bray um, is going to open this summer, and it's going to—it's b- being built right on the backside of the main lodge, you know, right on the ski hill, which <clears throat> Dune Bray is, you know, that's in Scotland. That means going up and down a hill, hmm. and uh, it's a really cool, and it's going to be a fun a fun golf course for, for everybody, especially families and kids, to, to get out there and play. Well, the, the Boyne folks have been putting so much investment into all of their properties, especially the Highlands, uh, both for summer and winter. It's been incredible to see all that. I can't wait to uh, get on that course. You know, the last time I saw you playing, we were up in the UP over in the Escanaba area. We were on the um, the Island Resort uh, courses. I don't remember which one. Sweetgrass, I think it was. Sweetgrass, Those yeah. two courses are pretty incredible. They are. Sweetgrass and Sage Run um, are wonderful golf courses. They're great golf courses. You know, they're in the top 20 in Michigan, you know, and the package that they have up there is great because they also tie in gray walls up in Marquette and then Timberstone, you know, over, um, you know, about an hour from there. And uh, people can go up there and, and golf all four of those golf courses, um, which, which are great. And then uh, the, ex- the other exciting news for new course openings this year um, is the new course at St. John's Resort. Oh, that's right. right. down there in Plymouth, yeah. um, Michigan, near Detroit. Um, the new Cardinal course, which is the first high-end public golf course to open in the Detroit area in over 20 years. So there's some real excitement there. Um, Ray Hearn, the architect, you know, transformed a 27-hole facility into 
18 holes in a cool little seven hole short course in a two acre putting course. So there's going to be a lot to, uh, a lot of fun there for all levels of golf. Well, the, the Inn at St. John's is a real jewel. I was actually there late in the year last year, and I, I saw um, the course coming together. And, uh, man, that that's going to be a special play. Uh, I can't wait for it. You know, we, we have so many events, uh, golfing events throughout the state, uh, men and women's events, uh, what we used to call senior events. Um, can you tell us about some of those that are uh, planned for the coming year? Yeah, um, the Senior PGA Championship, which will be the only major being held in Michigan this year, um, that's going to that's coming back to Harbor Shores. Um, I believe it's the week of May 23rd through 26th, and then um, the Rocket Mortgage will be back at Detroit Golf Club for the PGA Tour returning to Michigan. Um, I believe that is in um, June, and then um, the women have a couple of events too between the Epson Tour events at Island Resort and Firekeepers um, there as well, and then the LPGA. Uh, coming back to Midland will be there too. So, lots of professional golf out there to be played or to be seen this summer. Well, I know uh, Meyer uh, has a uh, an event in Grand Rapids, which they help to sponsor every year yes. for the lady players as well. And I love the fact that we have all these opportunities uh, to get out there and see the uh, players who really know what they're doing. They inspire me. Uh, same thing over in the Great Lakes Bay area and Detroit as well. Uh, right. Just, they, they make it look so easy, as you do, uh, but, but it just kind of gets, gets me thinking that uh, I, I need to go to a, a place where I can actually get some classes. We have so many places where you can go to one of our, our golf courses and, and get a tune-up. Um, any uh, specific places you recommend uh, we might consider for some classes? Yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's some great spots around, uh, around the state. Um, you know, the, the Boyne Golf Academy. Um, up there at, at the Highlands is, is a great spot if you're in northern Michigan. Um, the, the Golf Academy at Fox Hills is really good. Um, and then, you know, places like Carl's Golf Land in Detroit or Maple Hill in Grand Rapids, those are all great places to, you know, go and get lessons and get custom fit for clubs as well. Well, you certainly, uh, as I've mentioned uh, already, much higher skill level than I am, and it's unfair to always to ever ask uh, about favorite courses. But I'll I'll just ask you to to mention some courses that you would highly recommend. Let's put it that way. Uh, give us an idea of a, a few courses that you would recommend and why you would recommend them. Yeah, you know, some of my favorite spots is, um, you know, I love to go to places where you can park the car and play multiple rounds of golf and not have to worry about getting in the car and driving anywhere else. So places like the Highlands where you've got, you know, the three golf courses right there, plus the, plus the Heather course. That's one of my favorite spots. Um, Treetops North is a favorite. And then Forest Dunes um, with the reversible course, the loop is, is really cool to go play. And then, um, you know, a couple others are Belvedere in Charlevoix. If you're looking for a, you know, that's an old, 1925 Willie Watson, which hmm. is really cool. And then uh, downstate, um, you know, you, you talk about playing places where the pros play. You can go to Harbor Shores and play. Um, you're going to see the Senior PGA Championship being played there, and then you can actually go out and play it, So, which is really cool. Well, I especially enjoy going to any number of our, our resorts because so many of them have – 
great golf courses and courses that I think are really reasonably priced. Uh, you think about Shanty Creek, Treetops, Crystal Boyne, and then up north as well in the UP. We have so many options. And I know you can go to Michigan.org, just check out the golf page for more information. And we can find out more from Kevin by going to his website as well, KevinFrishPR.com. Frisch is spelled F-R-I-S-C-H. So KevinFrishPR.com. Now, I know uh, Kevin actually gave you plenty of recommendations there, and if you weren't able to write them down and you want to find out more, maybe listen again. Uh, You can listen to us uh, via podcast by uh, uh, tuning in on to uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look for the Michigan Travel Show, and we'll be there. Of course, this program today, we're talking about the variety of sporting events, sporting type activities that there are to do in this great state of Michigan. There's so many really cool things you can do um, and, of course, enjoy, whether you consider yourself a sports fan or not. Uh, man, it, it, it's so cool that we, we have such a diverse state, a four-season state, that you can enjoy so many things. Our next guest is going to tell us about something that I'll just say it's very unique, something that maybe you aren't aware of. It involves the sport of equestrian. We'll tell you about that next, right here on the Michigan Travel Show. It's the Michigan Travel Show. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with special guest host, Trevor Decotch from Traverse City Tourism. And Trevor, one of the uh, biggest events now in your area, the Traverse City area, is one that's kind of surprising and, and one that I bet a lot of people still who are not in the Traverse City area might, maybe a lot of people have not heard of this one yet, but it's huge. I mean, huge <laughs> when it comes to the sporting world. It, it's pretty unique as well. Yeah, this is a phenomenal event and in the in the grounds are spectacular and what we're talking about is the traverse city horse shows uh and the great lakes equestrian festival that takes place throughout the summertime in traverse city and it's it's a real exciting opportunity not only for people from all over the world to come and experience traverse city in northern michigan and be able to uh, compete in a wonderful climate but uh, also to have something fun and exciting for people in Traverse City or visitors from, you know, all throughout Michigan and the Midwest to come and experience this. It's truly a, a world unto itself. And so today we have Matt Morrissey on. Matt, the Morrissey family uh, facilitates amazing events all over the country and, and is very connected throughout the world with with equestrian activities. And I'm very, very lucky to um, call him a friend and um, and, and lean on him for all of my equestrian needs. <laughs> Matt, Matt, thank you for joining us today. Give us a state of uh, the state on how things are with the, the equestrian world and, and how how this event fits into it in, in little old Traverse City, Michigan. Well, uh, Trevor, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I think you nailed it. Last year we had 48 states and 25 countries represented from our participants. Uh, this is a real big year in the equestrian world. It's the Paris Olympics. 
So a lot of uh, athletes who are who have their Olympic dreams will be with us in June, um, and it'll determine whether they're on their country's team or not, and then they'll be off to Paris for a couple weeks and then come back to us. So for the Olympics of Equestrian, um, is it kind of like uh, Olympics that, that we're aware of where they compete in, in other events first, and, and this is one of the events? A lot of them will use Traverse City as qualifying, so, mm. so the, the coaches will, will take a look at the horse and rider combinations, how they're showing, how they're peaking their horse. You know, all of these athletes have spent the lat will spend this time now up until the Olympics getting their horse in, in peak shape and peak jumping form. So the coaches will take a, a pick of the athletes, you know, the end of May, beginning of June. Um, so a, a lot of them will be competing with us, hoping that they've hit their peak and will be selected to go. And there really isn't any pre-qualifying. Once they're selected to the team, they'll actually be on the team and compete as an individual as well as uh, as a team. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are wondering why we're talking about an equestrian festival and then a Paris Olympic equestrian event as well. Um, tell us how this connects and, 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 and the fact that these horses are literally flown around the world to Traverse City. Yeah, while we offer classes for, for, for any skill level to participate, really the top end of the sport, the international riders, um, have really made Traverse City a summer destination uh, for them. So it, it, it's really, you know, they're flying their horses or traveling across country to get to us. We have over 13 weeks of competition, so, so the benefit of having 13 weeks in one spot where they can get their world ranking points and qualify for world championships is a huge bonus, not to mention you know, the Traverse City area is such a beautiful place uh, to spend summers and, and, and bring their families that it's really helped us with, with the international scene. We're talking to Matt Morrissey with the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival, and I'm guessing there are a lot of people who may have not heard about it before or may have not ever been there before. So tell us where the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival uh, happens and, um, and, and when the festival occurs as well. So we start out the beginning of June, and we run till September 22nd. Uh, we are located off of Bates Road, um, which is very close to M72 and the Turtle Creek Casino. And it's near the uh, Grand Traverse Resort uh, property, and so kind of between the yep. two, really. Trevor was saying earlier that um, that property itself, what you've done there to uh, make this a top-notch international quality uh, property is really quite something. Can you describe uh, the, uh, the fields themselves? Yeah, so the, the first thing we did improvement-wise when we, we purchased the facility was is we, we started a revamp on all of the competition arenas. Uh, footing is probably the most important aspect to a horse show with these horses jumping up to five and a half, six foot in height. Um, you know, the, the takeoffs and landings, the footing, 
it needs to be the right condition for their tendons and ligaments. So, so there are certain types of sands and, and additives into the sand that, that will hold moisture, that will cushion the horses. And, and we ensured that we did this in, in all of the rings. We, we actually have clients that come and say, my horses actually feel better at a competition than at home where everyone goes to a competition for a couple of weeks and they go home to rest the horses. Mm. So we're, we're very proud of that fact. Um, and then, you know, we started building international or for our international horses, we started building permanent barns so that they would have a, uh, a facility, a practice facility, much like what they would see at home. So they would stay longer. Now, Matt, you know that I'm not a horse guy per se. Hmm. I, it's not something I grew up with. I didn't really understand it. Uh, explain to the listeners the accessibility of this property and the sport itself. I think there's a lot of folks who are probably listening. Some of them are horse lovers, and, and they probably would are jotting your dates down now to come up and experience this because they know uh, what to expect. But I think a lot of people... Uh, are are a little bit afraid of the unknown. And I think if you could kind of encapsulate the experience and how welcoming it is on your property, I think that may convert a lot of people today. Yeah, we, we love having spectators come out and get exposed to our sport. You know, Wednesday through Saturday, it's free admission. Uh, we do charge an admission on Sundays. It's $15. But every week, a hundred percent of the proceeds go to a different local charity. So, so uh, it, it just helps raise awareness. Um, and, and slowly and surely the, the crowds are getting larger and people are returning. They love once they get there and see what it's all about and, and see the horse and rider combinations, jumping these fences and, and doing this, these courses, most people are amazed and come, come back the following week. Well, the first time I attended, I, I was, I was blown out of my mind. I could not understand just how special uh, a place it was, and you've enhanced the property. In fact, David, uh, I had brought you out as a guest uh, to expose you to this, and it was, I mean, from top to bottom, the entire experience. There's food, there's drink, and, of course, wonderful entertainment. It it was amazing to me, just like you said, Trevor. um, I had no idea what to expect, didn't know much about it, and I had a great deal of fun, and, and I was... I guess I was amazed at the beauty of the horses and uh, just watching them jump. This really is something that I think everybody will enjoy as part of their trip to Traverse City, something you need to find out more. Go to the website first and then make sure to visit TraverseCityHorseShows.com. And believe me, you're going to want to be there. Uh, And we want to thank Matt Morrissey from Great Lakes Equestrian Festival for being with us today make sure to check it out you're gonna be glad you did that's all the time we have for the program this week thank you trevor for being our guest host this week we'll talk to you next week right here on the michigan travel show I'm on-